Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on social media at Girlfriends Pray, and join us for prayer every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 267-807-9601, access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Amen. From the New King James Version, Acts chapter 16, beginning with verse 6, and then reading through verse 10, and again, reading from verse 16 through verse 19. So again, Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10, and then again, verses 16 through 19. From New King James Version, the Word of God reads as such. Now, when they had come through Phrygia in the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the Word in Asia. After they had come to Messiah, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Messiah, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. And then verse 16, now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave woman possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. This young woman followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this they did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about calling. And what happens when your calling leads you into unexpected difficulty? Every one of us has a calling from the Lord, not just a call, say, to preach. A lot of times that's what people think. But you have a calling on your life. The calling is something that God um, had in mind when he created us. The Bible says that, 
we are created in him for good works, which he purposed even before the world began. So even before you came to Jesus Christ, the Lord had already purposed what you were going to achieve for ultimately his glory. Once you said yes to Jesus, the Lord gave you some spiritual gifts that are designed to assist you in fulfilling your calling. But what do you do when you haven't run from your calling? You've been obedient. You're stepped into that realm that God has called you to, whether it's a call to be a good parent, uh, a successful evangelist. What happens when you discover that your calling is to steward uh, your parents' health in their latter years? What happens when uh, you have come to understand that your calling was to start a small business that would glorify God and, and maybe even assist your local church? What happens when your calling was to step into ministry? And maybe you did it right at the beginning of last year only to have your calling, your endeavor, wrecking balled by something like COVID. Well, Paul can relate. Paul was called, as you heard, over into Macedonia. He got to Philippi. He no doubt felt like he had the wind at his back. The Jerusalem Council in Chapter 15 had just purposed that the gospel was indeed for the Gentiles as well. Paul had already been commissioned. He's out. He's doing the thing he knows that the Lord has called him to do. Now the Lord specifically has called him to go over into Macedonia and help them. And he gets there, and it's great. He meets Lydia and baptizes her. But then what happens? There's a young slave woman walking around, and she has an evil spirit, and Paul turns and casts that spirit out, commands that spirit out, and the next thing he knows, he's whipped, I'm sorry, stripped and whipped and beaten and thrown into jail in Philippi. What do you do when your calling leads you to a dark place? Well, there's a couple things. One, you need to know the certainty of God's calling should give you peace in difficult circumstances. Our calling is ultimately not to do necessarily something. It's to do it for Jesus. Our calling is first and foremost by the Lord, and it's to the Lord, and it's for the Lord. The next thing you know, you need to know is that your calling is to think, speak, live, and act entirely for a Lord who is sovereign, for the person of Christ and for his sake. We do it knowing that he's sovereign. He does what he wants to do, and he will be glorified in all circumstances. And then you know that since you are obeying his call, that that ought to grant you an assurance that his will will be done despite any obstacles, challenges, or even pandemics that may 
seemingly derail, disrupt, or destroy that which you are pursuing in God's name. That knowledge, that reality, that assurance gives you ultimately the faith that you need to pursue even there in the darkest place that you ever could have imagined, even while you no doubt are stinging because of what's You may be in a little emotional pain, spiritual pain, physical pain. But do like Paul in that midnight hour and cry out to the Lord. Sing out to the Lord, praising the Lord. I know that if you led me to this place, you will deliver me. And that's my prayer for you in 2022, that the Lord will deliver you and us from this spirit of death and deception that has caused this thing to persist and that you can be about the business of fulfilling your calling, whatever it is. Father in heaven, I thank you and I praise you today for, first and foremost, Lord, just the opportunity to have this audience before your majesty. Lord, I praise you today for the mechanism that has brought us. I thank you for the Girlfriends Pray ministry. Lord, we have thanked you for years now because of the vision, the calling that you gave to this organization, not just to Dr. Marshall, but, Lord, every single man and woman who has worked in response to your call to come alongside Dr. Marshall and fulfill the vision. Father, thank you for the leadership team within the organization. Thank you for all of the sisters who over the years have worked with me personally to um, schedule myself on these calls and even to remind me of the calls. Lord, I praise you for the network of souls who have stood in the gap for these women of God who stand in the gap for so many others. I thank you for every man and woman and even child who has found their way to this network and who has made it their business to come to your throne room boldly through this ministry, those who have learned to pray, those who have come to love to pray because of this network. Lord, we praise you. And needless to say, Lord, we praise you just for the things that you do just because you know we need them. We thank you for health. We thank you for strength. We thank you for shelter. We thank you for life. Lord, we thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for his cross, for resurrection ground, the promise that followed his ascension, that that same Jesus will come again. And Lord, until he comes, I pray that we will be about his business that we will be watching, that we will be waiting, but, Lord, that we will be working. I pray for 
everyone who needs to know what their calling is, who's wrestling with what it might be. Lord, reveal to them, confirm in them what it is you want them to do, whatever it is. And then, Lord, let them do all things as unto Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for those who are knee-deep in the work, pursuing their calling, living out their calling, walking in their calling. I pray that that anointing that you place upon them, that you are using to develop them, Father, I pray that it would be powerfully real to them, that they would have the assurance of purpose. And I pray, Lord, for your preservation. Father, this pandemic has been so difficult on your church and on local churches. Lord, in most cases, numbers are down. In most cases, finances are down. In most cases, Lord, attendance is down. Father, I pray for pastors, for leaders, for Sunday school teachers who haven't been able to have the opportunity to carry out their calling because churches have been closed, because people have not returned. Father, I pray for their encouragement. I pray, Lord, that you would cast this wretched, wicked spirit of death and deception from our midst. Father, I pray for believers everywhere. I pray for our families. I pray for our willingness and our ability to say hallelujah anyhow and continue to share the gospel as best we can in every way that we can. I pray for the lost today who need to know the power of the cross, who need to know that salvation has come nigh and who need to respond. And then, Lord, I pray for individuals, not just our health and strength, Lord, but I pray for the sick in our midst, those who are battling COVID even as I speak, those who are battling cancer, those who are battling chronic diseases, pains, anxieties, those who have been told that that which they have is a sickness unto death. Even now, Lord, we know that you are a healer, that you are able to touch, that you are greater than any prognosis. You're greater than any diagnosis. I pray, Lord, that as we raise up cries to you, that you will respond affirmatively. But, Lord, we know that this world is not our home, and so 
as families experience loss, Lord, I pray for your comfort, for your strengthening, for those who are grieving, for those who have struggled, because it's another holiday, another birthday, or first holiday, a first birthday without their loved one. Keep them, comfort them, strengthen them. Father, as we go about the work of being your church, help us to fulfill our calling, to fulfill our ministry, to do all things as under Christ. Give girlfriends pray, a great buoyancy, a great power, a great success in their reorganization of how they respond to their calling. Cause these changes to free them up to pursue even new avenues of ministry. And for these, my brothers and sisters on this call, speak to us daily so that we know even at the midnight hour that you are with us, that you still love us, that your calling is still yes and amen, that you will preserve us, that you will give us the gift of faith. And that if we can just say, Lord, we believe, help our unbelief, that your calling will be fulfilled in each one of us, all to your glory. I praise you for all of these things. I thank you for all of these things. Lord, I trust you in all of these things. And I pray them all in that matchless, mighty name of he who is the Christ, Jesus himself. Amen. Amen.